Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. This episode of This Is Us 2 is brought to you by Minute with Mary. And for those of you who don't know, Minute with Mary's place where you can get some great makeup and some great skincare and help you feel more creative or more confident. And this month, the month of February, I've got a special deal for our listeners where you can get 15% off a lip gloss because let's be real, you pop on a little bit of lip gloss and you feel all sorts of sassy. You feel all sorts of pulled together. My lip gloss is are great. They're not sticky. They're not tacky. Find out more at minutewithmary.com slash discount. Did you know that Graham Nash wrote the song Our House about this house? Oh, really? Mm Mm-hmm. Huh. One morning, Joni and Graham went down to the valley to have breakfast at Arts Deli. And after breakfast, they were walking down Ventura Boulevard, and Joni spotted this vase in a store window that she really liked. Mm Mm-hmm. So they bought it, and they brought it back home, and Graham suggested that Joni pick some flowers for the vase while he built a fire. Mm-hmm. I'll light the fire. You place the flowers in the vase that you bought today. Staring at the fire. For hours and hours, come on, Jack. No, While no, I... I listen to you play your love song all night long. For me, only for me. Come to me now. Rest your head for just five minutes. Everything is done. You still got it. Mm. Otherwise, Simple Morning might have been forgotten if it weren't for that song. From Providence, Rhode Island, welcome to This Is Us 2. It's a podcast dedicated to This Is Us on NBC. So sit back, relax, and let's all have a good cry. Everybody and welcome. My name is Mary Larson. My name is Blake. You know what? I, I was never really a big fan of Joni Mitchell. Never a huge one. But now I'm, I'm coming around. I feel like you wouldn't. Wouldn't you have come around during Love Actually? Sure, but I don't know. I just I feel like Mandy is, Moore did it for you. I, I feel like Mandy, my girl Mandy. <laughs> My girl Mandy's got me oh, got me taken care right, of. Right, right. She is so good. She's got so, me taken care so of. So so good. So uh I think there are a lot of ways uh that I could potentially 
relate to this particular episode, Mary. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the baseball cards is is one easy. I mean that mm-hmm. that's that's whatever you know. Um, I, I could relate to uh, finding other ways to combat your anxiety. Uh, like pushing them away by going not not from in my case not running, <laughs> but I, I could find other ways to uh, to fix that, uh, and I also relate to the one thing that Toby says where he comes to Kate and says, "Listen, I'm honestly sorry." Oh, that was so good. I'm like I swear on every like I know I was a dick. Yeah, and I'm sorry. I I've had many a times when I've done that with Mary. <laughs> many, 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 yes. many, many, many times. Uh, but the one thing that actually I can relate to with this story is what well, what well, not the one thing, but the the thing that I really can relate to this story mm-hmm. is um, actually it was kind of post the episode. Okay, Mary, you uh, had a conversation with me. I did uh, uh, while we were about to go to sleep. Oh, like I and, always and Mary, do. Mary loves to drop just drop bombs on you me. You dropped a bomb on me. I know. <laughs> uh, she loves to drop bombs on me before we go to bed. I do some of my best thinking so right you, before I'm bed. I'm about to go to sleep. Hey, you want to talk about the meaning of life? Absolutely, Mary. Of course. It's generally when I bring up. So, how do you feel about aliens? I know. It's all. Who the, do you think's <laughs> gonna win the Democratic ticket? Uh, all these things, including like. Arguments Do you happen worry right about before global bed. Warming? I'm pretty much. Have you guys have Disney Plus and you've seen the little shorts? Yeah, she's Forky. forky. <laughs> what is cheese? <laughs> so no, Mary had this conversation with me actually post episode, and why I wanted to tell this story because I just thought it was funny. She's like, Blake, you know how Beth says to Randall, "I need you to do this," not because of you, but for me mm-hmm. uh, Mary had a conversation with me where she was like Blake I need you to get out of the house and I need you to just go hang out with friends and yeah. I need you to, to do it because when when you go out I can just stay home and watch Fuller House and take, take care tubby. of the kids take a tubby maybe have a glass of wine and I'm like, what? You trying to get rid of me? Like, what the hell, bro? Like, I, I'm the love of your life. You should want to spend every waking minute, every waking uh, minute with me, Mary. Right? Uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, she does say that. And she's like, you need to hang out with friends. You need to hang out with other guys. Because honestly, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I I come home. I go to work. I have people that I relate to at work. I come home. I take care of the kids. I do some workouts and then we podcast or whatever. And that's basically my life. And it's not because I don't want to hang out with people. It's not because I don't want to see people. It's just, you know, it's just easier this way. I got things going. I got, ton- I got I'm running our own media company full time. I'm, I'm, I got another full time job on top of that. And I'm a parent and I'm trying to be the best husband that I can be. So I'm trying to provide the best support that I can provide. And that usually means me being home, which is what I am happy to do. Until I'm ready to kick him out. But Mary's ready to kick me out. It's not a kick out. I'm saying you need to go hang it's, out with people in real life. If, if, if we were on a scale of kick out to stay home and take care of me, you're more on the kick out slide at uh, the, the end of things of this slide, yeah. of this sliding scale. Mm. <laughs> so, uh, yes, we actually had that very similar style conversation between Mary and I. 
And uh, yeah, basically she's kicking me out of the house to go see people. Oh my people. gosh. <laughs> to go see people. She ain't kicking me out of the to house. To go like, hang out with guys. To go hang out with friends. Uh, so yeah, that's that. All right, Marvin, you ready to uh, get <laughs> yes, into this uh, episode? Let's do it. So the title of this episode was Clouds. And that is a reference, obviously, to the Joni Mitchell album mm-hmm. that uh, that Rebecca was listening to, and as she listened to, and the song, uh, you know, that she was singing, and the whole thing that, uh, yeah, that came. Well, our house wasn't on clouds, but it, the the song uh, that was she was listening to came off of the album uh, Clouds. And uh, the director was Sarah Boyd, who is um, has actually directed only one episode of. This is us. It was the graduates, and the writers were Kevin Falls and Johnny Gomez. Now, Kevin Falls, you know from This Is Us, he's been a writer for This Is Us from for a number of seasons. Here, uh, he wrote Six Thanksgivings, Songbird Road Part One, and also The Club, which was just recently aired. Johnny Gomez, however, is not a familiar name. It should shouldn't be a familiar name Doesn't to you. Sound familiar to it, me? That's right, because this is actually his first writing credit. Ever. Welcome, Johnny. And even he spells it interesting too. He's J O N N Y instead of H N Y. You know, I, I, just for Johnny, I have to play this. Seriously, Johnny, you go, man. And the reason why I'm playing that is because this is his first episode that he's written. He co-wrote with Kevin Falls, which which is great. Okay. Uh, but Johnny, your boy Johnny over here, actually has some pretty good pedigree as Mary's trying. Just do it. Just okay. rip it off. I'm opening my seltzer water. <laughs> <laughs> I'm that girl. <laughs> couldn't, have, couldn't have opened it up before we started before we started the production. That's fine. No problem. Uh, your boy Johnny Gomez actually has some pretty good pedigree. He served uh, on shows uh, as a writer's production assistant on the show Preacher and also Better Call Saul. Uh, two exceptional television shows on AMC. Yeah, so, agreed. Uh, there's some pedigree there. Now, what exactly is a writer's production assistant? That's a lot of words in one title. Well, the writer's production assistant, uh, and he was also on the production staff uh, for This Is Us in previous seasons. So it's not like he's just came into uh, This Is Us this season. He was on as part of the production staff of This Is Us in season three. But okay. a writer's production assistant is... Basically, um, the person who does all the grunt work for the writers. Uh, essentially, they're responsible for all the groceries, the lunch, the coffee runs. The uh, coffee gopher. Birth- they're the gophers. Birthday gifts for writers, crew gifts, all the swag for the fans, uh, headshots. They're, they're responsible for those, uh, sc- making the uh, charity scripts, getting actors to sign things. Uh, and 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 get getting them to get their scripts all together, and essentially your job, your main job, on top of all of it, is because it, well the main job is to get the scripts, and get them all to the people, get them to the cast, get them to the crew, and just take care, be the gopher for the writers. That's what really is. I hate those kind of jobs. I know, I know. God bless you, Johnny. But it's it's the blood, sweat, and tears you have to do to. Yeah, be part of the process. Go up the ladder. And the th- the good thing about being a, a writer's production assistant is that you get to see the nitty gritty of how things are done. You are like 
as a writer's assistant and as a writer's production assistant, most show most rooms like for showrunners, they allow those guys to just sit in the room and just listen and learn. And as people are pitching ideas or whatever, your your job is to just sit there, give people napkins, get their cokes, and hear the whole process. Soak it in, baby. So uh, it's actually really cool. So congratulations, Johnny Gomez, if you're listening. At a at a boy. And uh, we give you an outstanding. Seriously. Marvin, Marvin, what's your lemonade rating for this okay, episode? So um, on a scale of one to five lemonades, I'm giving it a 4.9. All right. How yeah. come? What 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 about it is a 4.9 for you? Like what makes it so special? Oh, gosh. Rebecca and Kevin. Okay. Yeah. Just that? That their interaction? Just that. Sign me up. Yep. Love it, love it, love it. I'm I'm giving this one a four eight, okay. which uh, I really enjoyed this episode. Yeah, that's there, a high reading for you. There's a lot happening in this episode. There's a lot going on, and I think most all of it works. And I think the writing for it really works too, as it is very thematic. It all ties in together, and it all it all has a through line that is a really good emotional through line. Uh, there is some really flashy stuff that happened. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but really, I, I just love the fact that this episode was just so well-crafted. And it serves, I, like, this episode sets the board. And it not only does it take us a step away from the um, hell of a week, part one, part two, part three, and all the tension of those previous episodes... Mm-hmm. It like cuts that down and says, "Okay, that happened. Now let's move forward with the rest of this stuff. This yep. is the this is the setup. This is the palate cleanser, if you will, yep. for the remainder of the season. It's setting up a whole new bunch of things, and that's a quite a tough job yes. when you have all of these people to get to. So I quite liked that liked this episode. I'm in on it. What's your GBG? The good, bad, and the great. Okay, so uh, my good is that Kate has a friend, and her name is Madison. <laughs> Finally, you can consider her a real friend? Seriously, finally. Oh my gosh. And I know that we're supposed to believe that Kate and Madison hang out a lot, but I don't see it enough. Mm-hmm, I agree. This felt great. That, and Madison being able to call Kate out, well done. Yep. You yep. don't need your next door neighbor anymore, Kate. You've got Madison, <laughs> who has a great choice in clothing, by the way. Very fancy. Uh, Absolutely. Right? And, like, and she ain't afraid of sharing every, anything. <laughs> upside down. There was one point he had me literally upside down. <laughs> don't even know. Don't even know. How, how is that possible? <laughs> My bad. Okay. Borat. Right? Why in God's green earth would Miggy, inflatable loving, please let me wear Pilgrim Rick's hat, sweet little pudding pie Miggy, mm-hmm. want to watch Borat <laughs> with Rebecca on a date night? No, God, please, no, no. Like, honest to no. God, he could have mentioned. No! <laughs> so many other movies that I would totally have signed off on and been like, I would believe that. I would believe that. River Runs Through It. Sure. Totes. Gone with the Wind. Absolutely. Dances with Wolves. Braveheart. Uh, yep. Heck, Toy Story 4. <laughs> would have believed it. Borat. I'm sorry. That is a hard pass. I do not understand. Oh. I thought I was on Mickey's team. I don't know what is going on with him. Maybe he's like... 
Well, the truth of the matter is Rebecca fell asleep. So it's probably a movie that Mickey's been wanting to watch forever. Yeah. And he's just like, Rebecca's going to fall asleep in five minutes anyway. So might as well just be the one that I want to watch. There we go. You know what? You, you know what? what? It's actually a smart move. Y'all been sleeping on my boy Miguel. It's a smart move. What? Yeah, yeah, Rebecca, let's 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 just eat. Let's just watch this movie. You're gonna fall. Asleep. I I want to watch it anyway. So you're gonna fall. What's the matter? <laughs> let's just get to the point. Let's I just get it. to it. I know. I don't need to fake it. I don't need to pretend that I'm gonna watch Sleeping with the Enemy because I know you love that movie. You talk about it all the time. Like I'm just gonna tell you what I want to watch. Maybe he is like a super Sasha Baron Cohen fan. Maybe he's really into, like, maybe he really watched uh, Ali G, you know? Maybe he was really into it. I would have preferred him say, can we watch Ali G? I would have preferred that over Borat. Very Borat nice. made me so uncomfortable. <laughs> that I have movie. never that felt more uncomfortable in public in my life <laughs> than when I was sitting in that movie theater. Oh, my God. And he's going to watch it with Rebecca. <laughs> Thank goodness she was asleep when we saw her. <laughs> and my great is the baseball card. Uh, because the baseball card is the song. What do you mean? Our house. Like, had he not written Our House, mm-hmm. that moment in time may have been forgotten. And through this experience, you know, it reminded Kevin of like the time that he went baseball card shopping with his mom and everything he had to go through. Right. And he went and bought that card so that he wouldn't forget that his mom was like you're really fun and i need that from you right you know excellent stuff i know really I just, really it, it, at least it's how i took it man. and i'm all about it you know the, this episode is further proof that this is us as really great really really great at weaponizing sentimentality yes <laughs> like aside from borat uh, aside, yeah. that's literally why it's not a five <laughs> honest to god Just because because of borat. Borat, i swear to god this episode would have been a five had i not been blown away <laughs> oh Gee, man I'm, no joke he could have said mission impossible <laughs> fast and the furious meerkat manor <laughs> i would have been so much more like that is a miguel show meerkat manor borat kid nation Oh my God, guys! <laughs> Google Kid Nation. Oh, it's the best show ever. No, it's not. It's it, the no. worst show ever. No, it's it is Survivor great. for like eight through twelve year olds. <laughs> I'm only eight years old. I want to call my mom. <laughs> they took a bunch of kids and they just put them in this deserted town. Wild in the Wild middle West. Of they made them like learn how to kill chickens. And the kids, after a long hard day of work, would go to the saloon and just drink root beer. <laughs> Like <laughs> I found it in our early part of dating, and we were like, "What is this gem of terrible television?" And then it never came back. They were like, if they were good and they did cool stuff. No, I'm sorry. If they if they did their jobs, they got to call their mom. To- <laughs> You're the star of the week. You get to talk to your mom for ten minutes. They were like crying. They're like six years old. <laughs> oh my god, guys! YouTube it, YouTube it, and just oh. go down the, the oh, yeah, just go down the rabbit hole. Here you go. Okay, I, they actually. Oh, sorry. Okay, we, this yeah. is not about kid no, nation. No, this is not okay. about kid nation. Oh god, I got to take a breath after that one. That was good. All right. Um, 
my good kid nation full episodes are on youtube in case oh, anyone needs absolutely. it. absolutely my favorite thing right there is it says this reality show was insane worst reality show ever made <laughs> no it was great <laughs> just a bunch of kids just it was like it was like lord of the flies it really was lord, it was of, the lord flies. of the flies it really was it was it the show was remarkable and then we had that that stupid girl the little princess girl deal with it she's now an adult oh my god it was voted best worst oh. reality show on by Funny or Die. Oh yes, absolutely. Kid Nation go. is the best. Oh my god! And you know, Miggy would be all about the Kid Nation life. He absolutely would be in on that. I don't that. know him anymore. This is why I've taken this episode down because I felt like I knew Miggy, oh. and now I don't. All right, uh, my good was uh, finally Beth's perspective about all of the stuff with Randall and his anxiety. Yeah, we're getting a, a sense of how it affects her. Like we've always seen it through Randall's eyes. Yes, we've always seen it. Like, okay, Beth is handling it, and okay, we're gonna do this, and you're mm-hmm. gonna go do that. But we finally got her perspective, which was, I need to do all of these things because I can't be honest with you. And it's like, I love you, I want to be, but I just you're my person. You're my person, but I can't do it. Mm-hmm. And I found that to be so refreshing. I found that to be excellent because. When you're when you have anxiety or you're depressed and everything, all of those things have ripple effects. Mm-hmm. It's not just you that it affects; it's everyone around you, and it's easy to get caught up in the soul perspective. And I say I choose that phrasing very specifically: soul perspective of the anxiety, at the detriment to everybody else's perspective. Mm. So, yeah, I'm I am. Absolutely in on this choice. All right, the bad. And this is an unfair bad. This is more of like, I wish this happened and it's bad that it didn't happen. Okay. I kind of wanted when young Jack and Rebecca were walking in the neighborhood when after they were trying to find Joni Mitchell's house, I kind of wanted both of them to unknowingly walk past Joni Mitchell's house. Uh-huh. And just because they were so wrapped up in the moment, they were so wrapped up in each other. That like you'd see them walking and like they would walk past the gate and the camera would let them walk out of frame but stay on the gate. And then it would cut to uh, Rebecca and Kevin walking up to the gate being like, oh, my God, this is Joni Mitchell's house. And Rebecca doesn't realize her whole entire life that they actually saw the house. They were just so wrapped up in each other. She remembers it differently that they didn't find it. But they just were focused on each other. I was fine with that. I, I think that, yeah, it is an unfair bad. That's you, an unfair bad. It's it's a totally unfair take. But it's my show. I get to do what I want. <laughs> and that's why you gave it a 4.8? Uh, no. It was because you would have rewritten that part? Then what is your actual bad? Why wasn't this a perfect five? Aside um, from Borat. Because this, is, because this is a spinning wheels episode. Okay. And that that's not a bad thing. It just means it's spinning the wheels so it can set up everything else. So okay. I can't I can't give it a full five. I can't give it a full four nine, but I can give it a four eight because it was really good at what it needed to do. It just what it didn't break the bank for me. It didn't blow my doors off like last episode did. You know what I mean? Jelly bean. Okay. Uh, the great for me, uh, the entire the entire therapy session um, when Randall. And Sterling K. Brown, you know why he's won Emmys and he's won all these awards. 
because he just consistently brings it for every episode. Oh, so and his, good. his, his, like that moment when he's like, I'm the one, I'm the reason why this whole family is together. And the, the therapist says, Really? Are you? And then his eye like quivers for one moment. Yeah, he like, he stops and he's like, oh, You know, it just, it, that moment was freaking awesome my god when you have those moments in therapy where you're just like i'm talking i'm talking and then they stop you and you're like oh oh excuse excuse me right right but uh, the reason why i chose my phrasing Obviously you haven't had one of those moments blake <laughs> i've had a moment where you've been like excuse me no in therapy oh in th- oh no 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 trust me i've <laughs> i who who <laughs> Okay. I've spent way too many copays in no, my life I'm to not have like a moment like oh, okay. that. Trust me, I did. I've had many a copay and many a moment like that. Um, but the like the, the exceptionally great thing was the and the reason why I chose my phrasing very carefully earlier. The soul perspective mm-hmm. was this kind of f- fancy like trick that they're using. The second Randall walks into that into that therapist's room. You're Mm -hmm. only seeing him and you're only seeing his perspective. Everything is focused in on him. You do not see the face. You don't, you barely even see her head of the The therapist. therapist. And I don't know what's making that darn hissing sound. I thought it was an old fashioned. Yeah. I thought it was like a heater. Yeah, Yeah. 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 And the fact that you can't see it, it's everything and it shows you, and this is great visual storytelling. Randall's only concerned with what he can do, with what his story is, with what uh, his perspective is and mm-hmm. his control over the conversation. It's a visual representation of Randall's desire for control. Everything is about Randall. Everything is how he wants to handle it until until he just blows up and yep. that's it. And even the whole thing with the pot, he's trying his best to ignore it. He doesn't want to look at it. He doesn't want to hear it. He's like, can you just get that fixed or like... All that stuff, it's just a visual representation of how single-minded and narrow-minded and how closed, like, uh, horse, horse, uh, what's blinders? It? horse blinders okay. uh, Randall has. And it's all about his perspective. It's a flashy device, and I think it worked. I loved it. Exceptionally well. Uh, so, yeah, that's it. That's all I got. You ready for the big three feedback? Yep. All right. Let's, uh, let's, where, where's my button? Here it is. And we said, that's three. Big three? Big three! Coming up first, we've got Tiffany Barnaby Green, who gave it 4.9 lemonades. She said her good was the progression in Toby and Kate's relationship. Kate showed maturity in listening to Madison and then going to Toby and acknowledging she needed to give him the space to feel his feelings. Tiffany's bad, and this is why it isn't five lemonades for me. The structure of the episode didn't have the cohesiveness between the storylines, and that is when This Is Us is at its best. There was a nice through line on Rebecca's Kevin's pieces, but the Randall and Kate parts felt thrown in there with no connection to the episode as a whole. And Tiffany's great. It was a tie, the depiction of Randall's session and Sterling Kaylee Brown's performance. It was uncomfortable to be sure, but the performance of a man on edge and just barely holding it together was spot on as a therapist. I can tell you that the writing for this scenario was spot on. The directing was great too. 
The choice not to show the therapist face until the second session when Randall lets go a little was great and made a big impact. And the second great was Kevin and Rebecca's relationship, especially Kevin's character growth. He loves to be a pleaser, but his conviction that he didn't want to reinforce the family narrative of him as undependable was a great insight and choice. I also love Rebecca finding the baseball card with young Kevin and Kevin's return to it as an adult was moving, but not over the top. Ellen Hanwright chimes in. She says, lemonades... I'm giving it 4.7. The good, the way they used Joni Mitchell's clouds as a through line to connect to the different timelines, 70s Jack and, and Beck and present day Beck, together. Mm-hmm. I love how this is us uses songs as a way of cohesively tying all these different eras together. Agreed. I totally agree, Alan. Uh, the good, the other good, uh, the report cards and how that subtly showed the difference between how the three kids cope with that kind of pressure situation. For example, Randall always tries and fixes his issues head on. Kate runs away, and when things get tough. And Kevin tries to divert attention away from the bad things. Mm. The bad. The therapy session with Randall. Wow, I can't believe the the, the dichotomy of the comments Correct, here. It's yeah. great. Uh, it felt extremely awkward and hard to watch. I just wish Randall gave it the full chance it needed. The other bad that she has, the fact that Beth felt bad that she had to carry those self-protection devices around in her purse. I can't imagine the feeling as a parent not knowing where your kids are. So I totally understood where she was coming from wanting to give Annie an iPhone. And the great, the Toby building that music set up for both Kate and Jack Jack, followed by the musical montage. So warm, so many warm, fuzzy. Why can't we install like a little tracking device in our kids? Because that's kind of big brother, like 1984. It can come out when they're 18. That's, nope, nope. It's my kid. Don't care. I want to know where the heck you are. That person, it's, it's a human. You yes. Can't, you can't just it's be like. It's my human. <laughs> you can't just. I'm your like, boss until you're, not, you're 18. That's what I tell them. You're not Skynet. You, just, you can't just track people. Listen, I listened to an episode of The Daily all about how terrible child abuse is and how much more rampant it is than we even think. Oh my goodness gracious. I want all the tracking devices on my kid. I, I was listening to it thinking, this is why Beth got Annie the iPhone. Maybe I need to get my four-year-old an iPhone. I'm <laughs> oh not going God. to. No. Don't worry. Don't worry, guys. Nope. I'm not going to. Not great, Bob. Nope. Don't listen to that episode if you have anxiety right now, guys. <laughs> Don't listen to it. Okay, Russell McVicker gave the show, This Is Us, a, a fantastic episode. Clouds is such an incredible song and sets up the meaning behind this entire episode. From Becca's diagnosis of Alzheimer's, where things will steadily be growing more cloudy over her memories in her last years of life, to Kate's emotions overshadowing Toby's attitude, which Madison had to blow away for her to realize, oh, Russell got freaking deep, yes, Russell, to Randall's denial <laughs> That he must be in control of everything, not that he is, and that he made himself be aware of when he stopped the hissing sound. And finally, Kevin, that is realizing his role in life is now to help care for a very loving woman that are epitomized in the words of our house. Life used to be so hard. Now everything is easy because of you. Clouds are still covering but clearing for the big three, but getting thicker for one. And more tears after this episode than the previous, especially when listening to the entire song Clouds and somehow more than five lemonades. Wow, a boy, bringing it today, Russell. Seriously. Good job, good job. So where do you want to begin with this one, Marvin? I mean, this this is a big episode. You know, for, uh, you know, well, let's just do the most important thing. Let's talk about the most important thing. Okay. John Candelaria is back in my life. Somehow, some way, John Candelaria, Blue Jay's great. John Candelaria 
has re- reinserted himself into my life. I never thought that would happen. He is just great. When when was he in your life? As a kid, as, as a kid growing up watching the night the early '90s Blue Jays just ruined my life against the Red Sox. The, oh, okay. The early '90s Blue Jays were like. For those of you who don't know who he's talking about, he's talking about the baseball card <clears throat> guy. Yes, that um, Blake obviously feels some kind of a connection with. No, the, the whole that whole team, Cito Gaston, and the like as the manager, and the, this is a thing, huh? Yeah, oh God, you know, just yep, Joe Carter, like the whole, like all those guys. Man, that team just ruined my baseball experience for like two or two or three straight years. You want to know what ruined Kevin's baseball experience? What the fire? <laughs> <laughs> yep. I was thinking that as Kevin and Rebecca were kind of trading back and forth, like, oh, yeah, my record collection was awesome. My baseball card collection was awesome. And they didn't have to say, and they both were ruined in the fire. Right. You just and yet knew. it was there. Right. I totally agree. Oh, totally agree. Gut punch. All kidding aside, though, uh, that the baseball card thing is, I mean, it's exceptional. I mean, and you're, you're right, Mary. I mean, it's... <sighs> Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no I'm no, just going to no. say, I loved following Kevin around during that day yep. because this is a thing that we've seen happen to Kevin before where he feels ignored, he feels pushed aside because of Randall having different issues, because Kate is having drama, and Kevin just gets by, he's proud of his two A's, he knows what he's he's owed, and he has to keep bugging his mom. Mm-hmm. And then he even, pro- says, he even says, I wish you were Sophie's mom, she's fun. Yes. Oh, 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 oh. Ooh, man. But what I loved about it is, Rebecca, Rebecca at this time frame is a really hard mom, like hardcore, yeah. cooking, cleaning, taking yeah. care of everybody, she's putting out the fire, she is momming, and she doesn't necessarily have the room to be as fun as Jack. Right. Jack just has that levity about him no matter what. Here he is trying to help Randall and he's like, oh, better make it interesting. Like mm-hmm. he just handles it in such great stride. Mm-hmm. And it's a bit more different for Rebecca. You know, she's got a task list going through her head like most moms do, her to-do list, you know, and it's yep. hard for her to step back and have the fun. And I know for me, myself as a mom, every once in a while I get that from my kids too, you know, where I'll have the kids home for break and we might have an errand day and my daughter will be like, mommy, can you play with me? with my dolls and I have to step back and be like oh yeah I can yes, yes I, can. I can stop putting away the dishes Blake can do it later <laughs> he'll do it when he gets home because he's crazy um, and I love when the show ascribes meaning to these otherwise meaningless objects like the like a John Candelaria baseball card like mm-hmm. how stupid is that right mm-hmm. I mean I know we joked about it or whatever but it's when you can set something up in the beginning of an episode so small and insignificant and yeah. have that kind of emotional payoff oh. at the end with freaking I, – I know I keep saying his fracking name. John <laughs> fracking Candelaria. When you can get that emotional about him – when Kevin, I'm pulls surprised that, the card was just two bucks. Well, by that, by this point, nobody cares about baseball cards anymore. No, no, nobody really does. I don't know. I know some people that might. Um, that being able to put emotional meaning in less than 45 minutes mm-hmm. into an object like John Fracken Candelaria um, is exceptional writing. Exceptional writing and. They did an incredible job with That's that. That's why Borat I mean, confused me. I, well, I, th- I think that has to be 
it, that, that has because he said it very quickly, and I think it was just like a throwaway thing. But it must have been like an inside joke from the writers. It had okay. to have been an inside joke. Had to have been because I looked it up. Nobody else was involved with Borat. In the in the writers, like from the writers. Oh my gosh, you've actually tried to figure this puzzle piece out. I did. I looked up Sarah Boyd. She didn't have any. Not that we need anything deep. I mean, I feel like we're just kind of being steered away from caring too deeply about Miguel. Really, it is about the big three and Rebecca sure. and their relationship. So it's like we don't need to be distracted. We don't need to go down some important thing right. like a baseball card. But I love the the fact that the baseball card is a parallel, like you said, Mary, to Rebecca's comments that the song reminded her of Jack and they were trying to find Joni Mitchell and it, which was an otherwise forgotten ordinary day. Mm-hmm. And I think the card is the same thing for Kevin. It's the card is just a reminder of what his mom used to be in, in otherwise oh. ordinary forgotten day. Yes. Uh, so that when she does succumb to all these things, he's got the card to remember yeah. her as, as the cool mom. And to remember that day, the day right. that they went to Joni's Mitchell's house and that she told him all about that song, what could have been just a small, insignificant day. Mm-hmm. And can we just talk about the kid that plays teenage Kevin? Not only does he look like older Kevin, he's got the swagger, and he's got oh, like that, yes. that smug little attitude. Yes. Uh, he is Awesome. He is yeah. awesome as young. He is exactly what I would imagine like little little Kevin like Agreed. being. Agreed. And the same way like the big the bigger, like the mid-range Kevin is 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 exactly what I would expect mid-range Kevin to be. They nailed it on their casting. They are, they just freaking they got it, man. They got it. Let's let's talk you brought up Jack okay. earlier. So let's yes. let's talk about Jack. Anticlimactic. You think so? In the sense of the scenes with Rebecca, because it was supposed to be Rebecca. Oh, okay. All right. I see what you're saying. All right. Um, but then with the Randall moment, he's just like Jack being perfect Jack. Not that Jack is perfect, but that's a perfect example of Jack. And then you see that it stayed with Randall. We got to see those shots of Randall throughout the different years running. And we've known Randall to be a runner. And now we know where it came from. Yep. And Jack wasn't a runner. No, you know? that he's a boxer. But like he helped his son. And it's something that he's been able to use as a coping mechanism up until now. Yep, yep. Which is pretty dang cool. And the thing that I like about it is that we, you just got done saying, you know, it's perfect Jack. And you meant it in terms of like, oh, that's a perfect representation of Jack. Mm-hmm. And we we all try to think of Jack as this really well, like well-meaning father. Like, mm-hmm. I really just want to do the right thing here. Uh, but the funny thing is, is that he is instilling in Randall this thing of instead of having uh, a chat about your emotions, yeah, get the blood pumping, like just like how Jack handles his his alcohol uh, alcoholism yep. by boxing. He's telling Randall to go run, and that isn't the most healthy thing. So it, it's like he's he's giving him an out, but he's also setting him up for failure to begin with, which which again builds off of. Randall running earlier in in in, um, in previous episodes and n- refusing to do therapy in previous episodes because he thinks what his dad gave him, like when he's running with his dad when he's a young kid, in, in, in Jack's catching up with him and I'm going to give you a head start and it's like it's fun it's they're going to joke about it and then after Jack dies there's Randall as teenager running and he's lonely and he's like looking back look for his dad and his, oh my his god. dad ain't there stop You're right make me cry oh my god oh my gosh oh my gosh oh my gosh kate grown up we get to see jack and jack jack's um 
progression of his musical career, knowing that this actually started thanks to Toby, which is incredible because I would have thought it would have actually been started by Kate, mm-hmm. or I was thinking actually Rebecca. Mm-hmm. But really, it was his dad. It's <sighs> awesome. Just makes a big sign. So talk about Kate's reaction to Toby and how it all went down. Is this something that you saw Kate and you were like, Kate, this ain't good? Or have you have you been in that position before and you were like, yeah, I, I get where Kate's coming from? So I've been in that position before. Mm-hmm. And Blake is in that position a lot where he doesn't appropriately react to something and then he takes a little breather <laughs> and he comes back and he says, you know what? I didn't react well to that. <laughs> that wasn't smart. <laughs> wasn't smart. So it was very believable. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it, Toby's been a doofish for a very long time. She just went on this trip that it was supposed to be with him and her. Mm-hmm. She had to tell her mom, like, I think my marriage is imploding. You know, Kate, you you know that she's been stewing, that she was thinking on the whole flight back, like, oh, this is what I'm going to say to him. And if kryptonite texts again, this is what I'm going to say. Like, you know, she's mad. Mm-hmm. She's mad that Toby hasn't been stepping it up. And I can see how it would take her a little while to appreciate what he created for her. Sure. <laughs> Just but the, the montage of it all. Uh you know, talking about this is our house and the whole thing, and they stay see, in that house for a long time, right? That they are there. That that's Good where they say. are for a while. So it goes to show you that maybe the stuff with uh, Gregory probably doesn't pan out. Like you're thinking people th- people thinking like, oh, maybe Gregory and Kate are have a thing. Like who knows? Because mm-hmm. I doubt that they would stay in that house if uh, there was a thing. Okay. I doubt that they would. Okay. Uh, that's just my. I hope so. But I have a, I have a hot take on this, okay. so I'm gonna put put a pin in that. Do it. But the montage of it all, uh, seeing Jack Jack grow up oh. and do the and do the whole bit. So good. That is this is us at its best. Yes. That is absolutely this is us at its best. Not not only uh, are we doing um, stuff with Randall where he's finally talking to the therapist at that point, but they're also juxtaposing. Uh, um. Oh, Jack and Rebecca against Miguel and Rebecca, and if you look at it, Miguel and Rebecca are watching friggin' Borat. I can't. And Jack and Rebecca are watching one of my all-time greatest underrated yes. films of all yes. time. Yes, Death Becomes Her. Yes. So I, I just, it just goes to show you that things are where they are, and, um, and. It is absolutely This Is Us at its best. One of the other things that is absolutely This Is Us at its best is Jack's way of talking to Kate when he says, you know, waffles. You know, sometimes you see me throw out the first waffle because it ain't cooked right or it's too thick or whatever. This, this, the kid just, he ain't the, he ain't the first, he's the first waffle yeah. and that's okay. Yeah. And my goodness, my goodness, not only great writing, but the delivery and the story completely relatable yep. and just able like I cannot wait. I cannot wait to use that example from my daughter when when because uh, she loves waffles, by the way. My daughter loves herself <laughs> some waffles. So when the first boy breaks her heart after I murder him and bury him or throw him in, you know, in the Providence River, I'm gonna come home, I'm gonna get in the car, I'm gonna drive home, which maybe take a shower, get the blood off, 
And then I'm going to say, hey, my little ass. You're not even listening to me, are you? Yes, I am. <laughs> What's going to happen? Hey, my little ass. <laughs> you missed the entire thing that I was oh, saying. Talk about I said waffles. After. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, a case when hosts aren't listening. I still have yet to get a good sound for that. I was saying, Mary. I heard you shower. Were... <laughs> <laughs> you know, if we were doing this live, I would actually have Can a poll. Can I tell you what happened? <laughs> yes. Can I tell you what happened? You started talking about waffles and I got really hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I got really hungry. Bad. And I started what, what kind of waffle do I want right now? <laughs> and the winner, I actually want like two waffles with Nutella in between. <laughs> now, do you want homemade waffles or you want Eggo? I want Eggo. They're a little sturdier. <laughs> so I was just daydreaming about Eggo waffles with Nutella in between. You know what? <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what I said. Why not? <laughs> because I'm not going to listen to it. I don't listen to these. <laughs> Please just tell me. Sometimes I think I should just let the mystery be. Fine. Sometimes I Goodbye. think. <laughs> no, I was saying, I was saying that uh, after, after I, you know, after the guy, after the kid breaks her, my, our daughter's heart. Yeah. I'm going to go. Yeah. And after uh, I've, I've done murdering him yep. and put it, throwing him in the Providence River, I'm going to come home and I'm going to yep. take a shower, get yep. some of the blood off. Yeah. And then I'm going to go to my little girl and say, yep. hey, the kid just wasn't the first waffle. And then we're going to see his face on a milk cotton. Oh, that's not okay. <laughs> Um, but I cannot wait to use that. Uh, that was excellent stuff. Um, You're terrible. <laughs> yes, I am. I love how vile your mind is. Yes. I'm dreaming about Nutella waffles, and you're like, and then I'll kill them. <laughs> he wouldn't actually, guys, but uh, still. Another thing that I, I quite like about all this, too, is, again, we were stuck in Randall's perspective. Yeah. And, we're, and the fact that he was so against Kevin... Uh, he was so against Kevin for all of this, and saying hey, he was irresponsible, and he and he's gonna he's gonna get a phone call, he's gonna screw it up, and wouldn't you know, Kevin was the one who was the responsible one. Told his mother, even though she didn't want the day to end, mm-hmm. told his mother, "Listen, we got to get to the doctor's appointment." Yeah, sorry. And not only that, but Kevin in his entire life has helped out Randall so many times, mm-hmm. so many times that it's it's almost. Like flying across the country and, and not going to tryouts or, or or whatever it is, like helping this guy out, and he's only seeing his only his his own perspective. Uh, it, Next it's week, really good. It's stuff. just about to get real. I know, I know. You know, actually, I I can't wait, Mary, for next week and how like how we never even thought of this idea that both Randall and Kevin are going to be opposed to each other because of Rebecca. Yes. You know, and that's something and we talked about this last week. The show um, throws curveballs at you. Mm-hmm. And the thing I've, I've finally, after four seasons of this show, I finally realized <laughs> finally is, is that this show is very adept at making changes to its characters in mm-hmm. the story mm-hmm. uh, very quickly and on a dime and in within one episode and doing it very efficiently, like and doing it in a believable fashion. Like I never would have ever pictured this competition between Randall and Kevin. Yeah. No. For his mother. Never would have, never would have thought of that. And that's why it's so hard to come up with predictions for this show Mm -hmm. because it doesn't really, it doesn't, it, I'll give it a lot of credit. 
Aptaker and Berger don't tip their hand a whole ton, a, a lot. They don't. And when tip they their hat or, or their hand, tip their hand, like the, the hand, the, the card, the cards, oh, okay. they don't tip their hand. Um, they don't tip their hand a lot because, it, and when they do tip their hand, it's by design. Mm-hmm. It's telling you one thing when they probably want an entirely different thing. So it's, it's a, it's very smart. It's, it's, a, it's very, it's very good writing. I have to give them credit They're They do a good job uh, with that. So um, anything else you want to get in on this? No, I'm, I'm nervous and I'm sad that there's three episodes left. I would love for listeners to let us know if we know if the next three weeks are going to be consecutive aside mm-hmm. from March 3rd, which is Blake's birthday. Oh yes. Yes. Thank so you. for thank us you. not to have this is us next week because of all of the voting that, that we need to be doing super Tuesday. As it's super, called. Super, super Tuesday. Um, one, one last thing, too, actually. Uh, Jumping Jack Damon and, and, and the Bugs. There's actually a real thing. Jumping Jack Ants. That's that's why he's calling it Jumping Jack and, and the Bugs. Because Jumping Jack Ants. That's what they are. Very it's cute. It's a real thing. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Uh, all right. You ready for some in or out? Yes. Let's do it. What's it going to be, McFly? Are you in or out? All right. In or out on Borat. Completely out. I love Borat. Even though it's a ridiculous movie, I love it. Like, I probably could watch it again and laugh in the safety of my own home. <laughs> but as I said, I have never felt more awkward in my life. Uh, all right. In or out on New Kids on the Block? In. I. They're a Boston, they're a Boston band. Yeah. So I, I, there's a DNA thing in I me that says I'm like in. You can't not say you're in if you live in New England. <laughs> I know. Uh, that was the first CD I owned. Hanging Tough. Wow. That, that whole album was the first Ooh. CD I ever, <laughs> was nice. the first one I owned. Uh, in or out on Kill Bill, the movie. Um, I'm out. I love Kill Bill. I love both. I know. Do you remember when you tried to have me watch them and you were like, you don't understand. Like, this is so big deal. Like, the filmmaking <laughs> of this. And I'm like, it's Uma Thurman in a tight yellow outfit with a sword. Yeah. It's a big deal. <laughs> all right in or out on blind melon in i am way in on blind yeah. melon i remember their performance at that woodstock in 94 the guy came out in a dress Blake, how old were you 94 i was 11 there's no way you went i didn't i wasn't there i watched it on tv your parents let you watch that yeah absolutely it was it was a publicly televised thing yeah but Oh, the only publicly televised thing I got was PBS Kids <laughs> at that age. You, you got like, <laughs> you got Winnie the Square Pooh. Square One. Do you remember yeah, Square One? Absolutely not. Because you probably didn't watch PBS. I was too busy watching Woodstock 94. Oh <laughs> All right. Uh, in or out on going to celebrities. Ghost Keeper? Uh, uh, nope. Don't know that. You don't even know what that means? Nope. Don't even know. Couldn't even tell you. Oh my God. Couldn't pick it out of a lineup if someone this paid me. This explains so much about our SAT scores. <laughs> Just Go, going to celebrate uh, going to celebrities houses in or out out i'm way out on it what are we, what are we doing what are you doing what does it matter you're not gonna see them you're not gonna, like they're not like they're mowing their lawn right <laughs> right like. Could, like if they were out if you were out there and you saw sly stallone mowing his lawn you'd be like you oh my god I sly. Wonder, though i was thinking about this like what do celebrities do about their kids going to school 
And so do they all just go to celebrity kids school or do they go to celebrity, do they go to school, which is rich kids and some celebrities are there. And then who's on the PTO? Do you feel kind of (laughs) weird? Because Kristen Bell, I know she was talking about her kids and I was like, can you imagine like going to school and Kristen Bell's kids going there and then she just shows up. friggin' Anna. Like, yeah. And she just shows up like ready to like go to the cookie swap or do they send the non famous partner? You know, well, Kristen Bell's well, she, partner that's is why, pretty famous. That's why I was worried about her because she can't send Dax. Well, the the, the one the one that is actually kind of um, it, it, it's pressing here is Tom Brady and Giselle Bundchen. Mm-hmm. Their kids go to like a wicked fancy school up in Boston, and like they or is it New York? It's New York. Sorry, it's New York. Wait, they, their kids go to New York school? Yeah, like it's like some super fancy wicked rich kid okay. school. So. Or something like that. I don't know. But I was just wondering how awkward it must be if you're famous and you're like, I would really like to be on the PTO, but I'm famous. Would you sing for the first time in forever to Kristen Bell? No. You wouldn't do it? No. You, you wouldn't even, would you sing Let It Go? Because it wasn't her song. No. You wouldn't do it. I actually think that the song selections for the first Frozen movie were actually not really good vocal selections. Get out of here, really? Let It Go is not something that should have been written for a Disney movie knowing that children are going to act it out on stage plays and do junior versions. It's a really difficult piece. Oh, oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Okay. So no, I would not like to sing Let It Go. In or out on Let It Go being better than Into the Unknown. No, Into the Unknown is much better. Really? Yes. In or out on Let It Go being better than Show Yourself. No, show yourself is much better. In or out on the Frozen <laughs> soundtrack being better than Frozen 2. Frozen 2 is much better. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. These are Mary coming from the top <laughs> rope on, on Frozen on this one. By go. the way, I agree. Oh, really? Uh, oh, yeah. I'm in. I'm, I'm, I am out As on a music Frozen. educator, I'm like, I, I, it pains me to see Frozen Jr. on stage. And I'm like, oh, good Lord. Let, Let it go! Let <laughs> <laughs> Nicole never bothered me anyway. Hair flip. <laughs> With the hips. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody needs that. Uh, all right. In or out on Death Becomes Her, the film. So in. Oh, it's one of the greatest films ever made. Agreed. We've only watched it together once. I don't care. It is amazing. No, I'm saying that we need to add it to our list. Oh, absolutely. After absolutely. Borat. Uh, after Oak Island. Uh, that film is actually directed by the same guy that directed uh, Back to the Future, Robert Zemeckis. So just throwing that out there. Death Becomes Her, it's like, it's amazing. Uh, in or out on baseball cards? Out. I'm kind of out on baseball cards too. You, then why do we have like four boxes of them in our storage room? We don't have four boxes of baseball cards. Are you sure? 100% guaranteed. You don't have baseball cards in our storage room? I don't. I really don't. I, my mother gave away all my baseball cards the same time she gave away all my Transformers. I was pissed. Well, now you think that they're not really that worthy, so maybe she just knew you better than you thought. <laughs> in or out on uh, in or out on three cheese macaroni. I don't even know what that means. Three and cheeses in macaroni. I would need to go to the bathroom if I just smelled it. <laughs> I am lactose intolerant. You are friends. that lactose intolerant. But if I just walked in, I'd be like, nope, nope, definitely <laughs> Turn not. Turn right around. All right, uh, last one. In or out paying paying your kids for A's. <sighs> So, I used to get a lot of A's, and I used to get paid for my A's. Did you really? And mind you, now that I know how much other people were paid for their A's. (laughs) What'd you get, like a quarter? We'd get like a quarter. (laughs) 
And then if you get a B, you get like a dime. <laughs> no! I'd be so excited. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I'm getting a dime for my B. Yep. Well, I wouldn't get peace. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Miss Miss SAT over here. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. So I'm down. I but... made a full dollar. <laughs> a little Mary running around with the four quarters. Did, and then we moved to the rich kid neighborhood. <laughs> get this. Okay. My parents, they, they, they moved us from a regular person, middle class neighborhood to a rich neighborhood, which is a wonderful, safe, lovely thing to do. Uh-huh. Except I'll never forget my first experience of making friends in case you guys don't know I'm an extroverted person. So they were like, I was like, hey guys, you want to have a water fight, water gun fight? And they were like, yeah, that'd be great, man. So, you know, I probably earns like five bucks all year from all my report cards and I like had my little super soaker 100 you know the ones you would like fill up in the pool yes. like open up the back and you'd fill it up yep. and you'd pump it in and have this really strong stream anyway I meet up with my new neighbors mm-hmm. and they had super soaker 2000s which were backpacks <laughs> Not great, Bob. I had the kind you had to refill in your pool every five <laughs> shots. And they had Super Soaker 2000 backpacks. <laughs> I moved to the neighborhood. My having like a pump up gun in the old neighborhood was a big deal because we used to just like, we used to, oh we used to, to just play with soda bottles. We would fill up soda bottles. Blake grew up on a different side of the tracks than me, ladies and gents. This is what us poor people did, Blake. We would open the cereal box to get the special squirt adapter that you'd screw onto the top of you. Do you even know what I'm talking about? Or were you that wealthy that you got to? This is what normal kids had to do, Blake. We had to eat our fucking... Sorry, I just swear. Raisin bran. We had to eat a raisin bran. Okay, I'm laughing because I can't even believe you don't even know what I'm talking about. Between this and the parfait, you're swearing. I cannot handle how different our childhood was. Oh my god! Oh my god! You didn't even know. You didn't even know what ghost hunter was I can't okay so what we would have to do Blake to have a water gun fight is you had to eat the cereal and get the toy which meant a lot to normal people whatever your toy was and then you had to beg your parents to buy soda so maybe you had soda from like pizza night okay and you save the bottle Blake you save it you get your screw top and you go to your neighbor's pool if you don't have a pool, and that is the base for your squirt gun fight. Oh my God. <laughs> and sometimes the screw tops for the bottles that would become like bottle blasters oh. weren't that good because it was just from a cereal box oh. and they would pop off. <laughs> and then we just end up throwing the bottles like grenades. <laughs> so that was my upbringing. And then I thought I was cool because I actually had a gun, a squirt gun. Oh. And it was backpack time. Oh, uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't do my workout today, but I just so many people probably listen to this in the car with kids, and they're gonna be very disappointed uh, in me. Oh my god, <laughs> I can't believe you're dropping f bombs. Oh <laughs> man, that was awesome. My, I didn't get a workout today, but that laugh gave me the ab workout I needed. You're welcome. Oh man, I don't even know how to. <sighs> I don't, I don't even know how to handle you. <laughs> 
You want to know what else I used to do? <laughs> Absolutely. I used to go to Taco Bell. <laughs> and I, but you know how they have like nice plastic cups, not the cheapy paper ones uh-huh. that you get like, you know, you get to like do use the soda machine sure, thing. Sure, yeah. I used to have my high school boyfriend drop me off at one door of Taco Bell. I'd walk in, fill up my soda, and he'd pick me up on the other side. (laughs) So I would just walk in and get free soda because I felt like I deserved it for spending like two bucks on one cup. And it's not like the sign says free real food for the one day you buy this. Oh my God. Oh my God. You're this welcome, is too Blake. Good. This is too good. The end. Oh man. <sighs> the end, Blake. All right, we gotta we gotta do our hot takes, Mary. Do you got any hot takes? No. All right, I do. Oh man, I don't even know how to come down after that. I don't even know how to come down. I, there's no professional transition that could ever that could ever make this <laughs> feel cohesive. I will say that. When Randall was like, well, I'll start things off. You see, I was left on a fire station. And she was like, I've got to stop you there. Um, I already know this story about you. I've heard this story plenty of times. That's occasionally how I feel when I talk to people in real life who I didn't know listen to this podcast. <laughs> They're like, Mary, we know already. <laughs> Don't tell us the story. We know. <laughs> I'm like, sorry, guys. My kid was sick. And they're like, yeah, we know. We know. We know actually way too much about it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. So here we go. Okay. Uh, further proof that Kate is dead in the future. Oh, she, my God. They're not, they're Terrible not. transition. Uh, well, I, I told you there was no professional way to transition out of this. Okay. There was no. There, there's an ungodly amount of timing that has to go here. All right. Uh, the flash forward shows her there in the beginning of the music studio with uh with like toddler jack jack yeah but she's no longer there after the first flash because moms aren't cool after you're 10 no 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 and toby's not there after the first flash we know that obviously one of his parents is still alive but i don't think that it's kate we see toby in the future we do see toby in the future correct so i think it's kate who is dead and that's the reason why what reason why of what she ain't in the flash forward with yeah. with uh, with toddler Jack Jack and so on and 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 going forward, and that's why Jack Jack continues the music because his mother died and he's like I got to keep doing music because that's what my mother really loved and she wanted me to do this too, guaranteed. Well, you just became a Debbie Downer, okay, Blake? I did, I did. Well, I told you there was no professional way to transition. I just went from laughing. It's like I just watched This Is Us. <laughs> I just laugh now. I want to cry. All right, Marvin, you ready to close this bad boy out? Yes, please. Let's uh, let's do that. I'll light the fire You place the flowers in the vase that you bought today Staring at the fire uh, In or out on the phrase vase or vase? Oh my god, I hate when people say vase. I hate, I hate vase too. I'm a vase guy. But like, why are we vase people? Is it because of where we live? Is it because we're not fancy because I do bottle Because you did blasters? the Super Soak 100s? <laughs> I love this song. It's a good song. It is a good one. Um, yeah, everybody, thank you very much for listening to us and uh, enjoying my ab workout that I had with Mary there for a little while. Uh, please find us at maryandblake.com where you can find all of our podcasts, including Outlander Cast, uh, Keep Calm and Crown On, uh, 
Rise Up, the Hamilton podcast. You've Super been, Soaker 3000, I'm sorry. Oh, sorry, Super Soaker 3000. Um, yeah, uh, Keep Connor Crown on, uh, Rise Up, the Hamilton podcast. Uh, the, uh, you've been Gilmore, the North Remembers. we got so many podcasts happening over there. And uh, it, also check us out uh, where we can have all of our social media. Just look up Mary and Blake. We are there, ready to chat with you. Hold on, here it is. Nothing like Crosby, Stills, and Nash, man. I'm in on it. Uh, anything else, Mary, that you want to get to? Anything else you have to say? No. That's it. Oh, you're you're, you're a downer right now. Yeah. Thanks, Blake. <laughs> Come on. I also... It's also my bedtime. It is your bedtime. That's true. Mar- Mary has shut down completely This now. is what happens. I'm <laughs> she Cinderella. She goes, 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 and then boom, done. 12 o'clock. It's... It's, it's not 12 o'clock. It's 10 o'clock. Yeah, it's 10 o'clock. All right. Well, anyways, then uh, I will cover for Mary. As for now, ladies and gents, my name is Blake. My name's Mary. And this is us, too. so hard. Now everything is easy because of you. Today